We here at Revolutionary War Rarities appreciate your watching and listening. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our Facebook group, and listen on your favorite podcast application. Now we present the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution, Revolutionary War Rarities. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast from the Sons of the American Revolution. Today, we are at Season 1, Episode 24, entitled, Say What? My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maples. Jim Maples, have you ever thought about the number of famous quotes and sayings that come from the Revolutionary War era? Sayings that have their origin in the war or in the challenges of the day. In this case, I'm not referring to things like give me liberty or give me death. I'm referring to everyday idioms uh, that we use to this day that originated during the colonial period. For example, worth an arm and a leg. During the colonial period, it was common for a portrait to only include painting of the face. If it was desired for a portrait to include arms and legs, then it was much more a much more expensive painting. And that is where this saying originated. Okay, Jim, how about get off your high horse? Today's meaning is that you should stop behaving arrogantly. Military leaders, nobility, etc., led parades on horseback as a sign of their superiority and to increase their prominence. And that is where this saying comes from. Don't let him pull the wool over your eyes. Street thugs would pull the wig made of wool down over the victim's eyes in order to confuse him. Big wigs were worth robbing. <laughs> I love this episode. I love these crazy sayings yeah. that, we, that and, and when you find out the origins of them. Uh, how about this one? And I consider this to be a great one. Get it straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Farmers to this day can understand a lot about a horse by simply looking at their teeth, specifically their age and health. The person trying to sell the horse might pretend that it is in a good and fit condition when really it isn't. So farmers prefer to rely on looking at the teeth of the horse. So get it straight from the horse's mouth. How about put your best foot forward? Uh, It was common in the colonial era for a man to bow to another gentleman. This process involved putting one foot forward. That foot was considered that individual's best foot. Okay, how about feather in your cap? It was once a common practice to award a feather to a soldier who had killed an enemy. These feathers were worn on the helmet or other headgear and was considered symbols of social status, much as modern soldiers receive and display medals. I never knew this, but reading you the Riot Act, there was a Riot Act. The Riot Act of 1715 was meant to address groups gathering and threatening the peace. A magistrate could read part of the act, commanding people to disperse in the king's name or face action. In the 1880s, Americans began using the term to mean scold. Threshold. A house with dirt or stone floors were covered with threshing to keep the floor warm. People added a wooden board to hold the threshing in, and that is called a threshold. How about sleep tight? Old bed frames. Most people probably know this one, but old bed frames held a mattress up by using ropes. 
Loose ropes would allow the mattress to sag and would therefore be difficult to sleep on. Sleep tight referred to the ropes holding the mattress up as being tight and the mattress not sagging. What about don't let the bed bugs bite? Mattresses were stuffed with corn husks or threshing, which attracted bed bugs. But with colonials not taking baths but every several months, surely bed bugs found a comfortable habitat in their bedding. How about going off half-cocked? A weapon half-cocked is the safety position of that weapon. A person who was too anxious may forget to cock his weapon fully so that, so that it would shoot. In today's lingo, half-cocked refers to someone who is not fully prepared. Or a flash in a pan, a misfire, when only the powder in the pan lights but fails to ignite the powder in the barrel. Or lock, stock, and barrel. Three parts of a gun were the lock, firing mechanism, the stock, the wood, and the barrel, metal tube. Purchasing a whole weapon would be to purchase it lock, stock, and barrel. How about bite the bullet? The practice of chewing on a bullet when being doctored when no painkiller was available, that was a very common practice, and that was referred to as biting the bullet. Groggy comes from the description of the feeling that many British sailors experience when they would drink too much grog, which was a mixture of rum and water. During the colonial era, it was not uncommon for graves to be relocated. As a general practice, then, then the coffin was relocated. Uh, when it was relocated, it would be opened. Strangely enough, some of these coffins would have many scratch marks on the inside. So the conclusion was that there were people being buried alive. According to the statistics, According to the statistics kept at that time, it was believed that at least one out of every 25 coffins which was opened had scratch marks on the lid. So how do you keep from burying people alive? Well, the idea was to drill a hole in the lid of the coffin, tie a string on the wrist of the, quote, deceased, and lead it up through the coffin and up uh, above the ground and tie it to a bell on a limb of a tree or a pole placed nearby. And therein lies the origin of the saying, saved by the bell. Then, of course, if a bell was ringing, someone would need to be there to hear it and act on that need. That person responsible for listening for the bell would sit out, would sit out in the graveyard all night, and if a bell was heard, he would begin digging up the coffin. Therein lies the origins of the saying, graveyard shift. And the person who was saved by the bell was from that point forward referred to as a dead ringer. These are all true origins of these sayings, and there are many, many more. Potluck, cold shoulder, chew the fat, bring home the bacon, strike while the iron is hot, they all come from our ancestors during the colonial period. So not only did we inherit the country uh, that they founded, but many of their traditions and certainly the language. And for that, we are very, very thankful. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Mabel. And we thank you for joining us today. And be please be sure to join us for the next episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. It's been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.